McKenzie. Space again. Gets the pass away for Kurofano, welcome to the All Black Podcast. She's a full studio, she's chockers. This is probably as full as we've ever seen it. Got some big lads in here, rumoured to be the best lads in the All Black setup, they've told me off speaker, so um, hopefully they deliver on that. But welcome to the studio, Sevu, Dane, and Lukey J. Welcome in, boys. Cheers. What's been going on, boys? You've sort of been together as a squad now a couple of times this year, um, probably getting nice and familiar with each other. Been a good few weeks together. Yeah, it's been bloody good, mate. Uh, obviously, the Steinlager series was pretty cool, and coming to the the Bearslow Cup in the first couple of weeks has been bloody awesome. Obviously, got one hand on the cup, but um, um, I suppose joining this week and boys are working hard, but it's, and I suppose it's been good to join everyone's company and um, play some awesome te- test matches, mate. For you, especially being a you know more experienced player, Dane, do you get to pull rank a little bit on who you room with, or you know, or is it is it the expectation is that you bring in one of the young lads and you show them the all black way, like what is it? Oh, I think those days are gone, the, <laughs> with the old bully mentality with the with the old school uh, old players, but nah mate, I suppose it's about uh, embracing the young fellas and getting around them and um, yeah, putting them on edge a little bit, yep. but um, and showing them the all black way, but also getting around them and making making for the, sure they feel comfortable and um, make sure they can express themselves, but um, I suppose keeping a little bit of their edge as well, yeah. and not making them, them too comfortable. But um, these two lads are bloody awesome, and that's it's, um, yeah, it's just all part of the gig. Lukey, who are you in with, mate? Who's showing you the ropes? I know you've you've been there a little bit in the past, but it's it's awesome to see you back in the team this year. Who's who's your roommate? Who's showing you the ropes? Is he a pest? Is he messy? <laughs> Is he tidy? You know, like what's going on? Ah, cheers, and it's been awesome to be back in. Um, last week had Ethan Blackheader, real rooster, real <laughs> uh, rooster actually, real, yeah. real conversationalist from what I remember <laughs> on the podcast. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, some interesting things. Uh, he's re- very interested in, in the harbour and the boats coming in and out. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. There's a tugboat there that he was um, <laughs> his eyes on every morning oh, and night. Would get in the room and he'd literally just pin it straight for the balcony and <laughs> have a, have watch a look the out. Boats. Yeah, watch uh, the boats. Let's see what's going on out there. Um, so no, nah, he was real good. Um, and this week I got Samasoni, so obviously known from the Chiefs, and um, that nah, he's been sweet as well. Not quite um, as interested in the harbour, but, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean that's what's so good, isn't it? You're there to play footy, and there's a job to do. But these guys who you you know lock horns with on a Saturday, and particularly in Super Rugby Aotearoa, you go hammer and tongs against each other. Especially Ethan, you're in a similar position, so you're yep. probably banging bodies, and, and yeah, you get yeah. to know the man, and you find out about his passion for boats and lighthouses and meat harvesting and all these <laughs> weird things <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. Uh, that he's into. That is pretty cool. Like um, You don't really see their personality when you're yeah. playing them. You just um, get a short conversation afterwards, but um, yeah, getting in camp with, with the boys and getting to know them properly, it's um, pretty interesting see you know what you see on the field compared to what, what they actually like yeah totally Sevu who's uh who's been your roommate and oh. what's going on in there like how, how you uh what does downtime look for you oh for me um oh downtown 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 um nah it's just well you know have a good sleep in and <laughs> um yeah have a good sleep in and uh my family's up um, my partner, my daughter, awesome. Let's go spend the time with them. Uh, like you mentioned earlier, you know, this year's, you know, there's a lot um, yeah. up in the air. So you know, we could be away for a very long time. So you know, just trying to um, spend those extra little time with them um, when we can. So yeah, that's that's important, isn't it? And who who you've been rooming with <coughs> over the last couple of weeks? You know, um, same thing. Like you're you're getting to be a little bit of a 
you know, experienced statesman now. So is it about taking a new player under the wing or actually um, oh, you're still about green mates? No, nah, <laughs> well, I was, I was lucky enough because, uh, f- you know, Forrest told me, oh, you know, because I'm one of the game drivers. Um, <laughs> so uh, I, I got roomed with uh, uh, Richie. So um, Nice. Yeah, and I just trying to sort out all the all our big boys, their running lines. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, we, we stay up a bit late, you know, just shaking our heads, you know, looking at some of the lines they're running is just so shocking. You know, it's, Wait, you I'm know. hearing whispers that um, you've got four people staying here. <laughs> <laughs> you, Richie, LG, oh, oh, that's, um, But yeah, now I've roomed with Richie and, um, yeah, like what um, LJ just said, um, some nights they'd Probably about four of us in one room. Um, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, well, I'm gonna have a word uh, to Shandy, our manager, just to you know tell him oh we could actually save money if you just you know room four of us together and we've got another spare room. You know maybe Colsey could get his own room. <laughs> you know? Mate, hey, you know, money's tight these days, so that could really help out New Zealand rugby actually all if right. you stick all the boys in one yeah. room. But I'm sure you're. Uh, I'm sure we're going to see on Saturday maybe a little little move or something that you and Richie have dreamed up. And, and mate, you're, I'd say actually, geez, you're, you're in the rucks and trying to turn over ball and making tackles as much as the Lucy's. It's a big part of your game, isn't it? The, the physicality and the context. So I'm sure you can uh, give a few pointers to some of the lads. <laughs> oh, honestly, and no, I just try to get involved, you know, where I can be. And, you know, I, um, after I scored that try last week, you know, one of the props came up to me. It was George Bell because he was right behind me when I, because the ball was sitting right there, and I was like, "Oh, do I take it or do I not?" Like, and after I scored that try, and they came up to me, I was like, "Man, that could have been my first international try." <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, sorry, mate, sorry, but, sorry, yeah. mate, but I'll take it." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mate, sounds sounds like good times. And and boys, did you? Well, we just got to the end of the Olympics, and it's it's such a big milestone. Did you did you take a bit in? Because you got a little bit of downtime in between training and promos and the different bits and pieces you have to do with the team. And, and New Zealand did so well across so many different disciplines. You boys taking a bit of it in, decent yeah. you know, time zone for us to get home after dinner and, and take a couple of hours in. Yeah, it did turn out to be pretty good, eh, to flick yeah. on the old tally and um, yeah, watch what the Kiwis are up to. That was always good watching um, watching uh, yeah, the fellow Kiwis compete, but it was also pretty cool just having a look at some of the other sports that go yeah, on. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Some, some things you'd never really yeah. watch going Rock on. climbing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Because mate, weren't you a bit of a track and star man as a as a as a younger athlete? You know, like I heard rumours. You know, your fork in the road could have been footy, could have been, you know, I don't know, shot put or something. Like what? What were you up to as a young man? Oh, all sorts, eh? I, <laughs> I remember I used to do high jump and I got to oh, a point yeah. where everyone just started growing past yeah, me, and I was sure, like, sure. I, I can see that. Yeah. <laughs> nah, but yeah, not. I just really just loved, you know, doing all sorts of things, you know, just whatever event it was and yeah yeah just basically you know any excuse to get out of the classroom to go <laughs> you know, train or do sports so and what do you reckon boys if, if you were to chuck a couple of all blacks cross them over to an olympic <laughs> discipline who would it be what would they do you know like obviously Bodie gets all this credit around his his bronco time but is there a few other dark horses in there um who you reckon might cross over to a certain event some of the front rows, yeah, need yeah, yeah, some of the, yeah, some weightlifters, he can make some weight, yeah, yeah, big weightlifters, yeah, maybe a shot putter in there, or something. yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah Nepo and that, I've seen yeah. him in the gym, and that's that's scary, isn't it? You think with a bit oh. of uh, single focus, he could actually Impressive. lift some serious yeah. tin, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely, definitely. Mate, I want to talk a little bit about something we touched on at the start. Dane is like, you know, you're 77 Test veteran now, mate. You've been around a long time. I think was it. Debut back in two fourteen or was it two twelve? Two twelve. Two twelve. Jesus, so yeah. long time ago. Like, um, 
that whole thing around being a senior player, setting an example for the other guys, does that just sort of happen organically or, or is it because you watched? You know, who, who set the standard when you first got on the team and what was the good and the bad of that, you know? Like what things have you taken forward, which is literally now almost 10 years later? Yeah, I suppose I came through that probably last school, uh, last bit of the old school era. Like when I went into the ABs, it was the back seat was like... Kevy, Hori, <laughs> Easy, Richie, like yeah. Ali Williams. So there was a pretty um, established crew. Um, and then back, I suppose back in those days, it was just like shut your mouth and get on with it kind of, yep. kind of set up, which was good. You had to kind of earn your, your teammates' respect. And I think the way um, as a game and I suppose the um, landscapes, it's definitely changed. Um, I think there's still a place for the old schoolness, but I think you've got to be way more approach, approachable and get around the, the young boys and um, make them feel comfortable, but also make them sure, you know, what the All Blacks is all about and um, and lead by example. So, yeah, I think a lot of it's about actions in, in this yep. environment. Um, you know, working out, I think work ethic's a big one in, in the All Blacks, but, um, yeah, like I said, making sure you can... You're not the old grumpy guy, not talking to anyone, making sure you're connecting with your, your teammates and, um, yeah, showing them the way, but getting around them and making sure they feel comfortable and... And enjoy the all-black environment. And is that what stuck? Because, you know, like you say, some of those guys um, were probably pretty grumpy back in the day, but was it, you know, the McCaws and the Carters and some of those lads, um, was it the work ethic? Was it, you know, was it they, you yeah, know, I they absolutely practised what they preached. They got out yeah. there, they were first out, last in sort of job, and, and you couldn't ever question, you know, how hard they were going for the jersey sort of thing? Yeah, 100%. A massive part of it when I used to look at them was just their desire to be, to turn up every day, every training and, and, and work their ass off for, for the team. You could see how much it, I suppose, being in the all black environment meant to them. So you just kind of stood back and watched and picked up little things along the way. And um, yeah, it was a pretty cool, I suppose, era to be a part of for a little bit and, and see those guys, because they were the best players in the world you oh, know, yeah. at, at that time and just pick up little things that made them tick and made them have incredible work ethic. Boys, is he telling the truth? Is he approachable? You know, he's not too grisly in the camp, or is he, or is, you know, can you go? <laughs> nah, he's, he's bloody top lad, eh? Um, as are all the leaders, all very approachable, I think. Um, and so we're pretty lucky that we're in this era, and um, it sounds like, these, like the, the older boys probably had a little bit tougher coming in. Um, not so uh, approachable with, with the older fellas, and um, I mean, now, now it's, Jeez, we could talk to. I feel like I could go up and talk to any of the leaders and ask them anything, sort of thing. So um, they definitely got the approachability right. Um, yeah, which makes it good for us, Asif. Yeah, yeah. No, it's um, yeah, it's so true. With our leaders now, it's you know, it's like <laughs> he's pissing them off. You know, it's just um, yeah, I was, you know, just finding their balance, and it's so cool to see. You know, the likes of Cole's example. It's um, you know. He, off the field, you know, as a good bloke and stuff, but you know, it's when it's time to flick that switch, you know, training and you're mucking around, you know, they're gonna come up to you here and tell you, mate, you know, get your head in, and um, you know, it's training time or whether it's learning time and you know those kind of things. And but yeah, off the field, you know, you could have a laugh with them, and yeah, it's basically just the normal conversation, which is pretty cool. Yeah, mate. Well, I mean, you know, it's been dug up so many times now, Dane, but you are New Zealand's most lig- niggly rugby player, as voted <laughs> oh, many times. Oh, you know, 100%. Like. That is. <laughs> and it's supported by everyone, mate, you know. So um, is there, you know, who's who's 
Who's been the, the most niggly in the international scene? Has it got, I just imagine, I just have no clue because I'm outside of it, but I just look at people like some of those big South Africans you've played over the years and, and some of those lads, it just looks like it's all pure aggression and niggle on the field. I bet off the field it's a beer and, and you know talk about the game post-match, but some of those guys are just huge humans who look like yeah. um, for an 80-minute period all they really want to do is, <laughs> is rip your sweet off. Yeah, I suppose the South African boys, are, like, we've probably played them for super and that they're just huge physical men that don't take a backward step but like I see you can have like a, you can go hammers and tongs on the field and then have a beer after um, the Aussies are pretty niggly I think there's a period there when um, I suppose you could get away with a bit more they like the chat eh? yeah, like you like, don't mind the chat eh? nah, nah, either by all accounts chat. so like they <laughs> like a bit of a bit of verbal yeah, as well they're quite um, I think like there was a series in 216 I think Stephen Moore was like the captain and <laughs> yeah. he was just like, it was relentless. So there was so much off the ball stuff and you could get away with it back then. It was a good series to be a part of, but yeah. Well, like I said, like, I think everyone thinks I'm a real, like, a bit of an arsehole on, off the field, but, you know, we're the first guy to have a beer with you off the field and what happens on the field stays on the field and that's kind of, you know, I don't really care any grudges and I've had things thrown at me and said to me, but um, I think you've got to be big enough just to leave it on that field and, um be a man and shake your man's hand and, and have a beer. 100%. I love it. Boys, like, got the jersey here in the studio on the front. Um, God, it's like we are just talking before we, we started the podcast. It's almost like an old shell training jacket. That's how light and, and how high performance these garments are these days. Like, can you boys sort of remember your, your first footy jersey to, to this one? You know, it's... Yeah. it's can you even, do you even know when that thing's on you? Yeah. yeah, my first footy jersey, heavy ass, you know, <laughs> cotton, yellow, yellow and black stripes, Rotorangi, rip. <laughs> but um, I want to ask about that because the jersey is such a big thing, like for you lads, you know, getting named in the team, that's huge, you know, getting your name read out and hearing that you're all in the All Blacks for the first time, but also want to chat a little bit about um, either getting or wearing the jersey for the first time, like for you, was it presented by an old player or someone within the squad? And then beyond that, do you remember actually putting it on and going out to battle sort of thing? And was it were the thoughts in the head around, you know, the person who wore it beforehand or, or players that you absolutely loved when you were growing up? Or was it just a feeling of how good's this and pulse syndrome? You know, there's got to be all sorts of emotions that go through when you chuck the jersey on, and I'm sure sometimes it probably happens, particularly for Sevier, it happened really quickly, you know? So, I mean, start with you maybe, Luke, around yeah. first time, whether it was presented, putting it on, etc. Yeah, so um, I was presented by um, Sammy Kang, who was a captain, awesome. captain for the week, and I think is it usually always the captain yeah, that does it, I think it is, um, for, for new um, debutants or um, if you're starting for the first time. So um, it was pretty special to have him present yeah, it to me. Yeah. Great um, Chiefs man, absolutely. yeah. yeah. But first thing, probably um, took it back to the room and just had a look at it. I didn't actually realise, but um, they engrave it for you and you got a little oh, wow. um, engravings of who you're playing and what year it is and then you get named down the bottom, yeah, um, which is pretty cool that you wouldn't really ever, you know, you, you wouldn't see it from afar, but when, yeah, you, yeah, when you have yeah. it up close and personal, you get to have a little look at it. Um, but to be honest, I probably wasn't, I wasn't thinking of a whole lot of um, what was there before me because I was just, I was trying not to... Um, Bloody overdo it and think about it too much and um, feel the pressure too much. So I was just trying to stay pretty cool and calm. Um, and then, uh, yeah, by the time running out there, it was um, probably, yeah, it was a huge buzz, but it only really hit me coming home on the bus afterwards. Yeah. Um, you know, I was sitting up the front and uh, just, yeah, messages coming through and all sort of 
cloaked the G's on an all black now and um, yeah it was, it, was, it was a hugely special night So good and where is it now? Where's that first test jersey? Yeah it's um, all framed up hung up in my parents place Brilliant Yeah they've got a few jerseys there um, of, of mine and my brothers so it's um, adding to the collection it's starting to look alright <laughs> So good Colsey for you? Yeah, so debut two th- uh, two twelve. I th- I can't even recall who um, presented. It must have been Rico, Richie yep. McCall. I think. Um, I think it was just in a, another world. When I, um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, but I think I, I I think I remember. Like I was pretty lucky. I came through when like Hori and Kevy with the yep. hookers. So I remember them getting around me the whole week and just I suppose making my job a little bit easier. And yeah, I felt like I had a responsibility to you know, live up to the expectations of those two. And they're big names, aren't they? Yeah, they're, like, they're great men, but they were great players exactly as well. Exactly, like they've, they've done a lot for New Zealand rugby. And yeah, I got on me and uh, Tawita Kubalo, David, went on the same, about 20 to go. And that, that was pretty special. Like we became pretty good mates. And it's just a satisfaction thing. Like everything you've ever done in your whole life and your rugby career was to get to that moment. And um, yeah, I had my mum and dad over in Scotland and a couple of good mates that were living in the UK. So yeah, proud moment, mate. And it's. Um, Got the frame, jersey framed and gave it to mum and dad. So, yeah, probably one of the yeah, biggest highlights of my rugby career was making me all back debut. Mate, I've been to a bunch of games overseas and it's an amazing atmosphere. Mm. While maybe sometimes you'd like to do it at home, like doing it on the road in those big cathedrals mm. where they pack it in, they make a real day of it, create a great mm. atmosphere. It's still pretty cool and it's not something we've been able to do for a couple of years. Yeah. So, you know, to have that memory's pretty special. Where is it, mate, do you say? Yes, it's uh, gave it to mum and dad, got it framed, nice. and I think it's um, probably in the garage. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> gathering dust. Up Carpenty Coast, but yeah, <laughs> hopefully um, you're, you're gathering dust or something. Sivu? Um, yeah, I think so. I was the same. Um, oh, yeah, so yeah, the yeah. same day as uh, LJ was. Uh, yeah, presented by Sammy, um, yeah, Sam Kane, and um, yeah, you know, oh, that um, was just. Oh, I, I, you know, still can't even find the words to describe that, that day, and you know, because it all happened so fast, and um, you know, it's for me, it's just you know, a whole different thing, you know, coming. From Fiji here, it's like man, it's I don't even like All Blacks was um, you know if I'm being honest, and I didn't even know much of the All Blacks moving to New Zealand, and you know it's not until you get to New Zealand and you see every little kid running around wanting to be an All Black, and and I just wanted to yeah come over here and just you know you know have a good life and um and yeah so you know I ended up playing and got the opportunity to. Um, represent all blacks, um, but yeah, see, like I said, still can't find the words to describe. Where is it, mate? Where's that first one? Um, it's framed at home and yeah, sitting um, right in the, in the pool room. Yeah, days. that's <laughs> mansion, mate. Well, it happened quick for you, you know, like you called in as I think injury cover for the Crusaders, played an outstanding season for Waikato, and then you're down there, you score 13 tries, you're rookie of the year, you picked in the all blacks, and you're off to the 2019 World Cup, you know, like that's. <laughs> It's a bit of a whirlwind, isn't it? Like you're probably pinching yourself when you first put the jersey on and and realise you're running out for the national side. Oh yes, hundred percent was because for me it was you know even getting to start for the Crusaders is massive. You know, there's a lot of the competition at the Crusaders is just you know crazy and you know every week you know I get named to start for the Crusaders. That was just you know I still I, I still pinch myself. I'm like man, I'm actually starting for the Crusaders and then in, um, later on the year. Um, obviously it was World Cup year They named the first, first squad For the Bledisloe Or what series that was um, Yeah and I got named into that And Yeah and it all happened too fast for me <laughs> That I still And I try and like man Try to slow things down And um, But yeah obviously You know took it with two hands And You know I had You know Ben Smith And all, all those guys 
um, you know, right by my side, just you know, helping me. And um, yeah, and I was very grateful that she, Ben Smith, was there. You know, a lot of my game and and uh, yeah, just game understanding. Um, yeah, you know, he changed a lot of that. Um, you know, because obviously we see the way he plays. You know, he just doesn't stop. He's everywhere, yeah. and uh, you know, he's actually a guy that I look up to. Yeah. So, but yeah, and I just very grateful and um, yeah, so stoked and. Awesome. Uh, mate, Ben Smith's one of the greats, isn't he? What a great man to sort of be able to come into the All Blacks and be around when you're trying to learn your craft. And like, like it's the same today, though, mate. You're in a highly competitive position. You know, there's Will Jordan, Geordie, mm-hmm. there's George Bridge, there's Rex can play on the wing. You know, there's yourself. There's so many demos at the back. Like, it's just so competitive. Like, do you think is it? It almost seems like you bring something a little bit different to the game. Like you say, it's huge work rate. You're, you're actually pretty busy at ruck time. You're a good defender. Or is that you just try and be as busy as possible? Is that your point of difference compared to some of the other lads? And I know you're a, you're a humble man, so you don't want to say humble. what you're doing well. <laughs> humble in the media. I'm, I'm starting to get a, get a feeling hey, hey, that maybe behind the, scenes, listen behind the scenes, maybe he's got a bit more to say. But um, like, is that your game, mate, just to be super busy? Oh, I, I tried to, and yeah, and I was, I, I tr- yeah, <laughs> yeah, tried. trying to be humble. Now, just now to uh, yeah, like you know, with those, all those other guys, dear man, it's even at training. I you know, come Monday, you're just like, oh, who's it going to be this week? And you yep. know those kind of things. But like, you just want to get out there and you know train hard. Um, you know, always try and be the best every day. And yeah, like you know, all our games, you know, pretty much the same. You know, like, you know, like, and if you think about it, like speed wise and everything, we all have similar speeds and it's like what could be the difference yep. and um, you yeah, know I, I, you know, I looked into um, you know trying to be a great defender and I was thinking that you know maybe that could be a big point for me is you know everyone could attack you know as wingers you know we're well known for you know just finishing yep. you know putting the ball down but you know I think the other way you know it's like man what could be, make me different from the other boys and um, yeah so I thought and you know, I'd put a bit more work into my tackling and just yeah, trying to be involved a bit more. So. Awesome, awesome, mate. I love it, Lukey. I want to chat to you for a bit. Like it was, you know, it was almost it was bittersweet. Two thousand nineteen, wasn't it? You, yeah. You made the ABs for the first time in a World Cup year. Even Blimmin got yourself to yep. Japan as well, and then a dong on the suite, and you've got to come home. It must. I'm, I'm sure getting named in the All Blacks for the first time is no beating it. You know, yeah. like particularly for yourself, you. You know, you played schools and under twenties. Your brother plays. You know, you played for Waikato and the Chiefs had you know gone really really well to that point um, and been playing great code and then obviously to have that speed bump when you got you know tough year last year with injury this year played awesome you know getting heaps of time at eight played awesome for the Chiefs had a great season as did you and you're back in the mix like when you got named this year was it almost as good just because you know until that point it all almost gone to plan you may tell me differently but yep. it seemed like it had and then you know, a couple of speed bumps, but you're back and, and playing as good a rugby as when you got selected in, in 2019. Yeah, yeah, it was all going pretty good in 2019. <laughs> um, yeah, I was definitely pinching myself the first naming and then also, like, getting to go to the World Cup. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't a huge squad that got to go over and um, I was rubbing shoulders with, you know, some of the greats that I'd looked up to, um, you know, all my life. Uh, well, later end, you know. Um, and then, yeah, it was, uh, it was, it was tough getting sent home um, but yeah but it ended up being being the best decision yeah 
Um, I was taking little knocks to the dome and wasn't quite handling them that well. And then, so I ended up taking three months off contact. And last year, um, obviously didn't ma- manage to have any, which was good. Um, but then managed to a rig, <laughs> bit, of, <laughs> bit of a dusty, uh, dusty season with the rig. Yeah, pulled my hammy twice and then broke my hand um, and ended up playing like, geez, I think it was three Super Rugby games or four Super Rugby games. Yeah. Um, fortunately this year it's gone a little bit better I managed to yeah, get out there on the park um, Most weekends missed two games I think and But yeah, got plenty of time at eight Which um, which I really enjoyed It was the first time I've really got to play at eight um, I've always sort of covered it But I've never really been been locked it in And I yep. um, learned a lot at the back of the scrum And um, I quite enjoyed the relationship between you know the eight and nine And the, and, and, and the backs as well um, But then yeah, getting renamed in the squad this year was I think it was mostly re- rewarding. Uh, we wouldn't put it up there with, with the first naming. Yeah. Um, that was definitely a huge. Like I don't think I'll be able to beat that buzz. But um, no, it was it was very rewarding this time because uh, just what I'd been through and the work that I'd um, I knew I'd put in to try and get back there. Um, yeah, to hear it, hear it call, get called out and um, know that I'm going to be back in the environment. You know, the environment's it's awesome to be in. It's the best it's the best place you. Want to be as a, as a rugby player to improve and um, just knowing I, I was able to get back in there and you know start learning again at, at the highest levels. Um, now it's, it's top shelf. With the um, you know I'm sh- I'm sure you learned in a short space of time you probably learned so much you know because there's so much experience as a rugby player that goes in through that period. At that first bit, you know when there was that disappointment, was it was it being able having sort of a rugby family like a rugby brother and or was it some of your some of your mates like who were you able to kind of lean on and and sort of help you through that first bit because it's like you say it's it's the top of the cliff you know it's yeah. absolutely ecstasy when you get named in the ABs and and there's a world cup carrot there as well yeah. to then have to actually fly home from the tournament did you have to lean on your brother and and people around you just to be um. able to Work through that. I think I mainly just tried to switch off from Kodo. Yeah. Like, I was <laughs> yeah. just like, I don't want to borrow this at the moment. Yeah. Um. And, and I just yeah mainly spent a lot of time from with mates. Went to yeah. a few, well after the concussion come right. Went to a few gigs and then yeah, I yeah, yeah, doing yeah, that yeah, sort of thing. Things you can normally yeah, do. You know, take the, the opportunity. Beach, yeah. Take the take the time off and um, you know, do some things that I, I don't probably get as much time to do um, when playing rugby. Um. But yeah, mainly spent a lot of time with mates and um, yeah, a bit, a bit with family and that as well. But yeah, the, the big thing for me is just being able to switch off rugby. I think I found that last year as well. Just yep. when I got injured, it's like, right, I just want, don't really want to think about it. I just want to <laughs> do something else for a little bit. Well, yep. Just refresh and then um, get hungry again and get get into the rehab mode and then start get, um, going down that track. Because I, f- I feel if I just stayed on, on code, I'd, I'd start to get pretty down because I'd, yep. I'd want to be out there. And um, yeah, yeah well, I mean, you always want to be out there, but if you're really focusing on it, you, you want to be out there even more, so just yeah, try yeah. to get away from it, switch off from it, and um, do something else. Yeah, that's a pretty good message, I think, because no matter what, you're going to have a few dings and dongs and things that keep you out of rugby for for periods of time. And sometimes, you know, you're probably disappointed, feel you're in the best nick, and then all of a sudden you you have to miss games. So that sort of balance and perspective is probably a pretty good message, I'd suggest. Boys, we've one blitters low under the belt. We've got number two tomorrow back at the same place, same fellas. Like, firstly, the game last week and some. Some regards, it was it was awesome. You know, there were periods of the game that were just absolutely off the hook. You know, um, the ability to score tries quickly, set piece was really really good at different times. Um, but uh, but also they finished really really well. You probably never want to give the opposition any momentum. We gave away a lot of penalties, which I've heard you boys talk about, and I'm sure internally 
your review of your own performance is probably more brutal than anything the, the media or the public can say. Was that on Monday morning, like, how do you work through that? Is it honest conversations or you literally, it's really process focused. You go, this is what we can do better and we're going to do it better. Yeah, Monday morning, um, yeah, probably quite a bit of talk about the penalties and um, I mean, I was, I was guilty for them as well. Come on and gave away two in ten minutes. So the strike rate <laughs> wasn't that great. <laughs> I think, actually think it all turned to custard when I come on. <laughs> um, but no, nah, a few boys got got singled out um, and that's definitely not um, what you want in front of the team is getting singled out for a bad thing. So um, it was quite confronting really. Um, and then there was a lot of offside penalties that a few boys got singled out for as well. So um, I mean, if, but yeah, just a big focus on us sorting out our, our controllables because a lot of them we, we, we could control but we're just getting a little bit too keen it's probably easy fix some of that, that stuff is it offside stuff in that it's just like you say it's enthusiasm and wanting to get up in their face but just getting it a tiny bit wrong yeah yeah I mean we had a lot of intent um, but just didn't quite get the accuracy right around it so um, I guess the intent's good we've got to keep yeah. that up but then we're just going to lift the accuracy as well as well yep 100% Colsey for the forward slide is it you know, do we really break things down into into our groups? You know, like the some of the set piece stuff for the tight five was awesome. You know, and I assume being physical and getting up at their faces is a massive part of what you want to do in Test rugby because it's such an important part of it. Is it only small tweaks to to almost get closer to a bigger bigger periods of good rugby? Yeah, I think that was probably the the biggest learning is we've got to do it for eighty minutes, and and I suppose the feedback and the learnings it's nothing personal like. If you get told off by Foz, it's he wants to make you better, or yep. or the coaches, it's just about making the team um, accountable for those mistakes and you know making sure you kind of learn from it. But yeah, it's never like a personal attack. That's yeah. probably the biggest lesson, and it might take you a couple of meetings to get used <laughs> to that. But you got to learn to develop, I suppose, a bit of thick skin and and get on with it. And but yeah, I suppose as the forwards, like I was really stoked with the effort. Like we, the last couple of years in the first blitters, though, we've actually been punched on the nose a few times, and we've had to come to sad, the next review and we like talk about intent and physicality so it was good how we had it from the start um, and it obviously probably crept into our discipline a little bit but mate I'm pretty happy with that <laughs> like I'd rather bring that kind of intent and then we've got a few little lessons we have to learn and get better but um, yeah we'll just keep growing and um, it's a good start we've just got to finish a little bit better but um, that's as a collective and looking forward to watching the boys do the damage tomorrow night And is that something like for the for people like myself, fans on the outside, you know, we play Australia quite a lot at the moment because of circumstance, but also it's, it's you know, a couple of really good teams going at each other. Is the thing for you guys, particularly when you play a week later, not to try and rewrite the book and, you know, completely change what you're doing, but it's those subtle changes because uh, it's a very similar group of guys who are going to run out as well, like team-wise. You know, it's quite a similar group mm. to the week before. So is it, you know, is your mind around... 80% of what we did was bang on, and if we make these small adjustments, then we could be in a really good position to to get another win and and you know retain the Bledisloe Cup, which is the ultimate goal. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. No, you did right. There's not not a whole. We don't have to reinvent the, the wheel or anything. Um, I think yeah, like we we majority got it got it right. Majority is that a word? <laughs> <laughs> Can be, mate. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think so. Got it right. You, you get what I'm trying to say. <laughs> um, and yeah, just a, a few little things that when you tidy up that I think will make a big difference. Um, but uh, like we, I feel like our game plan was was right and it, it definitely ex- exposed them and. Um, put them to the sword, but it's, yeah, just like Cozy was saying, it needs to be for the 480. Yep. Sevi, 
you know, you're pointing a few fingers, mate, when the boys are giving away penalties, you're shouting out from the wing, giving them a rev up, you know, yeah, like how to Sometimes you're just standing here, <laughs> just shaking your head, eh? you're just like, come on, boys, just a little bit more, just get back a little bit more. But no, nah, yeah, but like what um, Colsey said, you know, everyone's just, you know, like too keen, you know, which yep. is a good thing, you know. You know, makes our, like sets up um, our team defensively, you know, but you know, it'll be hard for other teams to go through us, you know, when you have all the boys like, all on the same page, it's too keen, but yeah, we'll just, you know, this week we're just going to take the extra step back and, yeah, you know, bring the same, bring the heat and line speed together. Did you talk to Nuggy, Nuggy and say, mate, that little forward pass, I would have had another try, I would have got a double, <laughs> you know, had, like, did you have uh, a word? No, no, I was just like, oh, no, cheers, Nuggy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, yeah, it was a good good uh, lead up to the try. That could have been a out. Uh, could have been a really cool try. Could have been try of the year. Could have been highlights from, real. Mm. But uh, yeah, wasn't meant to be. Boys, last thing um, we've got. Hopefully, who knows where, when, and how. But at some stage, once we get past the footy here in New Zealand, you're on the road. And a couple of things we've just had the Lions series playing South Africa. We haven't played South Africa since 2019, since the World Cup. Yeah, sometimes. You know, we're often criticised or, or rugby's criticised of, of playing too much rugby and that scarcity builds a bit of anticipation and a bit of excitement around a game. Well, because of COVID, we've got that versus South Africa and, and whenever we and wherever we end up playing them, you boys are going to be quite looking forward to that. I know you've got to get the job done tomorrow and that's the focus, but also it's pretty exciting to be able to play the old foe again because we had uh, Sir Brian Williams in here a while ago and straight away you just realise how... Irregularly, they played South Africa. It was literally five and six years between <laughs> between tours, between times they played them. So you no know, wonder people got so excited. There was so much fizz around those fixtures, and I think we've just got a little taste of that. Like, I want to see you boys get the job done tomorrow, and and um, I hope that goes really well. But also, I'm really excited about what's down the track, and um, you know, you boys look forward to that and think, shit, that's going to be a good one um, to get involved in as well. Yeah, I think well, it's a big part of world rugby, isn't it? I think it's a hundred years of South Africa block exactly. rugby and. All Black Rugby and yeah, I really miss playing those boys, especially in Super and that. It's like it's always good going over there and you're in the thick of it and no one rates you and <laughs> you're like <laughs> being thrown uh, cans front you and all that kind of stuff. But um, yeah, I think it's good for All Black Rugby to um, for us to give, be given the chance to play the box. Um, the World Champions have just come off a pretty good series against the British Lions and um, yeah, look, hopefully yeah, we can. Hopefully the COVID stuff doesn't stuff it up again, and yeah. they can get over to Aussie and be good, mate. It's um, it's one of the best games I think being an All Black you get to play and be real physical and um, like I said, good men off the field. You can always enjoy a beer, and also too, like you say, hopefully after that onto a Northern Hemisphere tour. And as we talked a little bit about um, Dane with with your debut and the, your early time in the All Blacks, and something you've been lucky enough to do a lot getting over there and, and playing rugby in those big stadiums in front of really, really large crowds. They create an awesome atmosphere, don't they? And that's perhaps, I'm not 100% sure, but whether Luke and Seville have been able to experience that yet. So that's also got to be another awesome milestone if you are able to get up there and, you know, is it France, is it Ireland, Wales? Like, these are these are um, some big sporting cathedrals where I, I've been and watched games and, like, you know, they start singing and there's there's a heap of Kiwis there supporting as well. Like, it's it's a an awesome rugby experience, isn't it, Dane? Yeah, it's bloody, um, I suppose all the expat Kiwis over there yep. getting support. Yeah, it's just a different um, you know, style and atmosphere. of. We're louder over there than yeah. we are there. Like, we're over there, <laughs> so all we the get some sort of super Kiwi pissed. attitude going on. <laughs> yeah, and you know, Kiwis are going for it. But, um, <laughs> yeah, it's just a, it's one of the best things about being an all-black. You get to tour and represent your country and, I suppose, do it in you know, France or wherever it's going to be. It's um, it's pretty special. And hopefully these boys, 
we get to experience this this year and um, get on tour and um, represent our country. And lastly, boys, while potentially going to be away from home for a long time, and, and that's the realities of, of professional sport at the moment, it's, it's all a bit different, but it's also perhaps a, a double-edged sword, perhaps a really good thing in the sense that while we're away from families, etc., um, you get to spend a lot of time together with the lads. You probably get a bunch of different rooming partners. You probably get to find out about all the boys from all the different teams and, and brings you in pretty close and pretty tight, and, and that's got to be a pretty, pretty, a pretty special part of what might be in the future for you guys for us this year as well. Yeah, I reckon it could be top stuff. I mean, I'm probably coming from a little bit of a different angle because I don't have a family and kids. So, um, yep. I mean, there's definitely guys like like Colsey that... Um, you just got fitted for those golf clubs as well, <laughs> Luke, didn't you? Yeah, so yeah, they, yeah, could, yeah. they could go well, yeah. yeah. To, um, tune those in, hopefully. <laughs> Shout out to Golf Warehouse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I I love being on tour. Eh? You, you, just even just little card games, and you know, yep. you just spend a lot more time with the fellas than you usually would, and you get to know them really well. And I mean, um, particularly for me, I probably don't. I mean, I I know the boys, but um, I've only only fresh in the environment, so um, I wouldn't say I know all of them really well. So um, it could be a good opportunity to get to get to know them. And um, I mean, it might might be a little bit of a bubble over there or something like that. Hopefully not, but. Um, I reckon we'll be able to mix things up and um, keep things pretty interesting. Tully, boys, thank you so much. You know, you've got um, get back, get get a feed on, captain's run this afternoon and, and Blethersloe Cup number two tomorrow. Good luck. I hope it goes really well. If I don't see you again, good luck for the rest of the fix because you may be on the road for the rest of the year and I hope that goes really, really well. Anyone wants to grab an All Black jersey, go to allblacks.com on the shop on there. Brand spanking new. They're light as a feather. Pretty amazing. And I'm sure the boys are going to fill it out tomorrow and put in a really good performance. So thank you, lads, and, and thanks everyone for tuning in. Cheers. Cheers thank thanks, you so thanks much. Thanks for having us. Thank you.